0: grill to us Oh my fucking god
1: Welcome to Born to Watch where three old mates review and discuss movies that mean the most to them
0: Oh, hello there, fellow watchers! It's that time of the week again—born to watch time. It's my favorite time of the week. There's no doubt about that. My name is Whitey. I'm the host of tonight's show, and with me, as always, are the two men who join me religiously to talk shit about movies. In the studio, I've got Gau with me. How are you, bud?
1: Really good. Looking forward to this again. It's been yeah. a big week for us here at Born to Watch. Has a, lot been. Of, a lot of good feedback.
0: Yeah, we're, we're starting to make feedback. some ripples.
1: Yeah, some some minor ripples. Yeah, some minor ripples. But yeah, looking forward to this one. Going to knock this out of the park. Yeah, well done, Um, Gail. You like what I did there? I see what you
0: did there. And uh, as always, live from Noosa, Morgs. how are you, mate? Good evening, gents. Margarita
2: time. Love this time of the week.
0: Absolutely. And we are live from the panic room to talk about the 1989 sports comedy Major League. It's going to be hard for me to not Talk in glowing endorsements about this movie because I fucking love this movie.
1: And we're what are we a minute in? Yeah, it's premature. Yeah. Premature
0: adulation. I've gone off again. Excellent I'm, work this week. Yeah, I'm no. I can't hold back, and I'll let you guys hold back because you guys are better at it than me. But I'm, I'm a, I'm a two thrust pony.
1: Yeah, great mic discipline.
0: <laughs> there are different forms of <laughs> mic discipline. There's no doubt. Look, I think that we're, we're ten episodes in, and I think we deserve to give ourselves a clap. This is episode eleven. And after 10 episodes, I think we're going okay.
2: Not making much freight.
0: Yeah, no, well, look, it's not about that. It's about the journey, Dan. It's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Oh, it's I'm about just channeling. The for me. Yeah, I'm channeling a little bit of Dalton. <laughs> I'm channeling a little bit of Dalton.
1: Aren't you getting some sponsors on the land morgues? Oh, I get, heaps of, I get heaps of free pitch. Bit of cowbombing.
2: Yeah, thank you, Dan Murphy's, and uh, the guys at Mexicana reached out this week and and flicked me a case of their jalapeno spicy, mar- spicy margaritas, spicy margaritas, which I love. Easy for so you to say. <laughs> <laughs> done it again, mate. Uh, so yes, I'm, uh, I'm I'm definitely enjoying the spoils of being an international podcast. So at the moment, it, uh, the free piece is definitely worthwhile.
0: Yeah, look, and, and, and as is the new routine here, we've got a couple of reviews. I think Gow's got one he's going to read out, or he's got a couple he's going to read out, and then I've got a, a message that was sent through from the fan base. So are uh, you ready to go, Gow? You want me to go first? You can go first. Okay, mate. I got a message from a great fan, The Gooby. He was very excited about getting a mention in last episode. He said, Morgs is on fire. He goes, I got to start. Shout out to goobs, real movies. And that's what he loves. He loves the real movies, old goobs. Good on you, goobs. Yeah, what a legend. Keep listening, mate. We love having you aboard. What about you, Gal? What do you got? Mate, I've got one here from Moggy202. Wow.
1: New listener, maybe. Love this podcast. Smart, witty, with some great banter. Good. That's pretty good. That's some good And here's another one. It's even better. This is from NC Curly Boy. Three blind men in a dark room.
0: But, but the catchphrase, the, the, it says we're real talent. At the top there, it says real talent. Oh five gotcha. stars. Yeah, I see. Yeah, look, we're making some ripples. We're making some ripples. Okay, so let's get talking about what we're actually here to talk about, and that's Major League. Now, 89 it was released. It's a bit of a sleeper hit, I would think, for me. One of those ones where I, and we'll talk about what we were doing in 89, but I definitely found this one on the video shelves. And I was right in the middle of the sporting movie Mecca. And let's just have a start here and think about where does this movie sit in the sporting movie hall of fame? And we put it in with movies like Rocky, Hoosiers, The Natural, Caddyshack, Goobs' favourite Field of Dreams, Real Movies. Moneyball, Bull Durham, Warrior, any given Sunday, Slapshot, Raging Bull. Mate, I think I think Major League is right up there for sports movies. What are your thoughts, Gau?
1: Yeah, I think it is too. I mean, it's up there with North Shore, <laughs> Mad Wax.
0: Yeah, well, I left them out on purpose. <laughs>
1: no, look, you named it. Did you say the wrestler? The wrestler's great. Caddyshack?
0: No, no I've, yeah, Caddyshack was there. The re- look, we could go on and on yeah, and there's on.
1: There's so many. But what, what's your favourite? Do you think? Do you have a, Can you make a favorite? I thought about this today. I don't know if I can make a favorite.
0: Yeah, Morse, What do you think? You got a favorite sports movie?
2: I was thinking about this today. I had to break them into American and Australian sports movies because American sports movies have definitely got a a style to them. Definitely filled with tropes and uh, and it's always underdogs and a cast of misfits that always come together to win the championship game. But yeah, I, recently Moneyball for me is is a, a film that I loved a lot. Again, about baseball, but more cerebral take on, on baseball and how uh, old Billy, Billy, what's his, Billy Bean, he changed yeah. uh, changed the, the baseball to try and make it work for teams that didn't have the freight to, to spend like the Yankees do. But Friday Night Lights, you didn't mention. Yeah, um, yeah, mate. The, the, oh, good. Yeah, yeah I love good, that. Great
0: movie. Thought yeah, about that today. Friday
2: Night Lights. Uh, Miracle with, of course, uh, he's got to get a mention every week. Every week, Kurt Russell, yep. Our, our favourite actor ever. Um, love that ice hockey movie. Warrior, we've talked about with uh, yeah. Tom Hardy, Joel Edgerton. Uh, Jerry Maguire, it's got to be called a sport movie, I reckon. Yeah, um, definitely. Certainly yep. uh, a big subplot of uh, Jerry and his, his love life. But uh, Rudy, who doesn't love Rudy?
1: Yeah, awesome. Awesome yeah. movie, yeah. that
2: one.
0: Look, I think that the, the sporting genre is quality, but is there a better sport that can translate to a movie than baseball? It just seems to be an easy translation to film. I guess it's low a, impact. I've got a couple.
2: Yeah, I, I reckon yeah. Austra- Austra- Australia is kind of underrated as a, as a sports movie nation. So this, you've got to remember, Australia uh, is the, the nation that produced uh, such seminal sports films as BMX <laughs> Bandits. BMX Bandits, we obviously did a lot for action sports back in the early 80s. What about Cooling Out of Gold? Pulling out a goal with frillsy, frillsy. Um, yeah. yeah. so I watched that. I watched that
1: recently. It was on TV. Oh,
2: mate, it's aged brilliantly. It uh, hasn't <laughs> aged day. So, uh, what about Wind Rider with Tom Burlinson? Oh, was the yeah, Wind Rider. That was meant to yeah. take windsurfing to its rightful place as a, a pinnacle sport. In uh, is that, is in that what world.
1: started your your windsurfing fad?
2: Yeah, me and me and Parky, RIP, got into that because we uh, we we thought that it, it was something that might get us down to the water. A bit more often, but uh, yeah, it was a, it was a bit of a short lived. Uh, go I remember, with I remember with your dad. Surfing.
0: I remember your dad trying to teach me windsurf down at Narromine oh, Lakes. Yeah, down he at, said uh, the fish have never heard more expletives in a single day course, than that yeah. day.
1: Well, you remember you had one, and we won we won one through the Cougars. Wild man, won one, and then we took it down there. I'm sure we would had the both of them down there on the lake.
0: Well, I'm sure your dad won it. He probably ran the raffle. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: No, we did. We spent a lot of time during summer at Jamison Park down there on the wind Uh, surface. Some some, some of us
0: spent more, more time than others at
2: Jammo. (laughs) It was definitely a nocturnal spot for uh, some of us on the podcast as well, but we'll talk more about that later. But uh, the the last great sports movie I wanted to, from Australia, I wanted to talk about, not many people have seen this, but uh, Ground to a Stub, the Kay Cotty story was about uh, the female solo sailor and, uh, I think was just brilliant, and and Australia is extremely extremely underrated as a sports movie producing nation. Glorious films, a lot of them. But there's another one uh, I'll talk a bit more about in film school for fuckwits a little later on, which I I think is is a brilliant Aussie sports film that is uh, is worth looking at from a film aficionado's perspective. But there you go.
1: What about one more? What about Big Wednesday? One of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah,
0: it's a very gal movie. And again, that's a shout out to Goobs as well. It's one of oh, it. Goobs' favourite. Yeah, Goobs loves Big Wednesday. Big Wednesday he's a huge Big Wednesday. Wow,
2: Gooby. Wouldn't
0: have picked that. Huge uh, Jan Michael Vincent guy. Oh,
2: he, oh, Jan Michael Vincent. What's not to love? Set for stardom. I don't know what happened there. He he just didn't yeah. quite hit the pinnacles we thought he would.
1: Well, he might have turned into his Big Wednesday character. Well, this is it.
0: Life imitating that.
2: You just said that with some disdain, not with some, uh, some <laughs> n- nostalgia then. I'm sorry. I'm not sure. What's our what's our position on that?
0: Well, we, we don't have any position on that. We know what your position is on it. And we're probably all sharing the same position, just some of us not are really happy to be saying it out loud. Anyway, let's talk about Major League. So after talking about some of those quality Australian sports films, I, I think that Major League is right up there. And it's a different sports film. It's obviously a comedy, which is, which is something different because – most of the sports movies that you see are pretty serious and this is what i think sets this apart this is a really really good funny movie tell us a bit about the movie yeah
1: well here's a couple of taglines for you
0: love a tagline
1: when these three oddballs try to play hardball the result is totally screwball yeah even better one a comedy with bats and balls well that's good the last one and it probably rings true for the born to watch team they're handsome but they're hopeless
0: yeah okay it's not look it's no the dancing's over it's time to get dirty
1: not real good there
0: give us the synopsis g-man she's beautiful smart
1: goal-oriented and she just inherited the cleveland indians unfortunately she wants to move the franchise to miami and a losing season is her only ticket to florida so she signs the wildest gang of screwballs that ever spit tobacco Her catcher is a washed up womanizer who struck out in life Her ace pitcher is a punked out crazy who struck out with the law and her third baseman is more concerned about fielding endorsements than grounders. Throw in a busload of other misfits and you've got yourself a hilarious lineup that's destined for disaster. Or
0: is it? So another quality synopsis there from Gao. he just keeps getting better every every week at that. And uh, now it's time to listen to the trailer.
2: Harry Doyle here, welcoming all of you to another season of Indians baseball.
3: Here's a list of the players we'll be inviting to camp.
2: This guy here is dead.
3: Cross him off then.
0: We'd love for you to come to
2: spring training for a shot at this year's club. By the way, you were with me last night. Who's this chick on top of me?
1: We'd still like to take a look at you in our spring camp. Not sure I can make it by then. Who is that? Serrano. What's his religion? Right. Voodoo.
3: Hey! Bully hey. Maze Hayes here. Play like Mays and I run like Hayes. How you doing? What the hell
1: league you've been playing in?
3: California Penal. Don't you have any proven Major League talent? No. I want to put together a team that'll help us relocate to Miami. You want us to lose? We've been losing. What I want is for us to finish dead last.
2: This year, the Cleveland Indians have a multi-talented team. The first offering just a bit outside. They're masters of the
1: sacrifice. He's looking to sacrifice a live chicken. One old chicken, just like you said. The double play.
3: Excuse me. I have a much better body than she does.
2: Thank you for me, she really does. And a pig off. Every time we win, we peel a section. Great. <clears throat> <Straight. clears throat> Tom Berenger. Zipper on your skirt stuck. Use
3: your imagination.
2: Charlie Sheen. These things make me look ridiculous. Seeing's the most important thing,
3: son. I don't think it's that important. Corbin Burnson. And Bob
2: Eucher. Hey, with swings and crushes one towards South America. Major Lee. That ball wouldn't have been out of a lot of parks.
3: Name one. Galaston. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Major League, it hits, all the, it hits all the right notes for a movie that I just loved to death. Let's talk about the uh, ratings for Major League. IMDb rates this 7.2 out of 10, which is not bad. It's not bad. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Rotten Tomatoes. This is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes on the tomato meter at 83%. And with an audience score of 84%. I reckon that's more on the mark. This is an eight out of ten movie. I reckon definitely eight out of ten. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. It's a great movie. And look, I think that as an Aussie, we understand the importance of sport. I guess within the first five minutes of this movie, we sort of get the desperation in Cleveland. Like that that starting credits shows the downness. It really shows the working class nature of Cleveland. And as a as a layman, when I talk about a layman having really no idea about Cleveland. Especially back in the late '80s or early '90s, you sort of get where the town's at and how important sport is to them just in that first five minutes.
1: Yeah, you do, and they they're underachieving. Their team's been underachieving for a long time, and and that's the thing. And that music, you know, he's a, he's an American guy, and and that yeah, Randy song, Newman, yeah, Randy Newman, and that song is, um, you know, it's it's a little bit melancholy. Even yeah. it's it's real all about Cleveland, but it's a little bit, you know, everything's not quite right there. Yeah
0: and 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 it's and, and that's where it it sort of clicks with me straight away because it's obvious that sport means as much to this town as what it does to us as Australians. Yeah. It's it's and it re- really reminds me a lot of Newcastle when I think about it like it's that working class and I love just at the start how it it shows the successes but then it goes into one of my favorite tropes morgs and that's the newspaper spiral when it tells the um, the exposition through newspapers. I love it. I love it when you get to see the headlines and it's just all bad news for Cleveland. What do you, you think, Morris? I want to
2: hear from a, a Cleveland expert because unlike you two knobs who are riffing on the place like you know anything about it, I've actually been there a few times.
3: Have
0: you? Well, I'd love to hear from it more that's what you're
3: here it's, for. You're a it's resident a really, expert.
2: No, it's it's a cool town. It's it's known as the the, the, the biggest little small town in the US and as a sporting a team for for cleveland they've got major sport major teams for all the major sports over there and it's uh you're right it's a it's a huge sport is huge to to the town they've also got cool shit like the rock and roll hall of fame as well as in cleveland and uh, i've been to that a couple of times and that's worth a visit uh i've got spectacularly pissed in cleveland and that was fun so it's yeah it's a it's a really good joint and i think it's probably i mean obviously they wanted to set it up as this industrial town. It's been a bit tired and a bit beaten up, but it's a it's a cool place. It's good fun.
0: Thanks, Dan. Appreciate that. Let's talk about the cast because that's a probably a good place to start. Yeah, it's in a good ensemble cast.
1: Great cast. Yeah, some some people really hitting their straps there. Tom Berenger. Yeah, um, really probably right in right in his peak at this time. Would be, but yeah, started his career in Mister Goodbar, nineteen seventy seven, but then the big chill. Eddie and the Cruisers, and then obviously Platoon in 86. Deadly Pursuit, 88. Good movie. Yeah.
0: Talked about the perform porn to watch. What's uh, what's betrayed? Mr. Goodbar? It's soft porn. I
1: thought it was an adult movie. Yeah. yeah.
0: Soft porn. Yeah, no, never heard of it. Yeah. Neither's Gao. He just he just runs with the stats. There's not a lot of don't scratch much below the surface of Gao's stats.
2: What's it? Yeah, just give us a give us a 10 second blurb <laughs> on um,
1: Mr. Goodbar Gao cat. Okay. Uh he's the guy that comes to clean the pool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's you. That's you in '93, <laughs> Mr. In Mr.
1: His Botany Bay traders,
0: Mr. G. Bar.
3: <laughs> Keep
0: going.
1: Yeah, oh, well, he's been in heaps of things. Obviously, Major League, then Sniper. Yeah,
0: that's a that's a Nixon favorite, Sniper.
1: But yeah, he um, really good. Really loved him in Platoon. Had a great role in yeah, that.
3: Yeah,
0: great role in Platoon. Yeah, great movie.
1: Starred with Charlie Sheen in that as well. Did, although did. they were on opposite sides in that movie. Yeah, well, aren't.
3: Um, but... Barnes. Yeah, Barnes.
1: Sergeant Barnes. Yeah. Actually, not his real name. Born Thomas Michael Moore. Changed his name because there was already a Tom Moore in the actor's equity when he joined. So, okay. changed his name to he had a mate's name that was Beringer. So, okay. just took that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting.
0: Oh, so how
2: old was old Tom Beringer in the film?
0: Mate, Tom Beringer was 40 years old. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. He looks pretty good for 40. He does. What was the go? Like, I'm not big on the. The long shirt tucking into jeans look though.
2: Mate, he look, he was look he had he was running pastels, he was running yeah. some sick white jackets. Yeah, no, he was in yeah. you know, the eighties. He was looking the goods.
1: Yeah, he the did white look good. the white jacket over the t shirt was really cool. I think we really missed our mark in eighty nine.
0: Really not got into that, did we? We weren't old enough to nah. really take advantage of the fashion. Awesome look. Yeah. We weren't old what enough to Were you, what were you
2: guys running in eighty nine? What was this what was standard uh fare on the weekend? What was going out in eighty nine? Oh um, mate.
0: I would have had some stone jeans that didn't fit,
1: for sure. Yeah, I didn't really like the stonewash. I was more like acid wash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably, oh, okay. probably
1: running the Asics.
0: Yeah, would, oh, definitely would, running the Asics. Oh, we definitely wore sneakers. It was sneakers and jeans for sure.
1: Was not it about the time we were we were playing basketball down at? Uh, yeah, Narrowing down fitness, down fitness camp. That? Walking yeah. down, trudging down through the bush. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was it was, it was it was the time of our lives? It was like it was I our thought, version of Stand I By thought, Me.
1: I
2: thought you'd repress those uh, those, those memories. Our Gauss repressed a little bit some some
1: of them.
0: Gauss repressed some of those memories. There's no doubt. We shout did. Just, out we to did. Just, no, we don't go on shout <laughs> out to anyone uh, from that period of our time. Thanks, Daniel. Move on. Kramer anyway, back represent. to back
1: to <laughs> back to Beringer. Turned down the part of Sonny Crockett on Miami Vice.
0: He would have been a good Sonny Crockett.
1: So they were. They wanted a big star. He was obviously a big star at that time, yeah. and they they also went for Nick Nolte and Jeff Bridges. Oh, big nuts. But, uh,
0: John Don Johnson kills it. though. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Can't imagine. You can't anyone imagine anyone else, else doing, doing that role. Is he? Yeah, but he also it. looked at RoboCop. Um, and also Get her one. Get alive! Which, you're coming with me. Great movie. One yeah. other one you couldn't see him in. John McClane. Really? Yeah, he was in. He was in talks for Die Hard. Okay. But uh, Bruce, that was Bruce Willis's big break, I guess. After was, Moonlighting.
0: that was his big break. Yeah, in the movie, he was the first TV star to go to movies. Yeah, broke the mold.
1: Yeah, even and there's another three, like Kevin Costner roles, The Untouchables, Bull Durham, Dances with Wolves. He was up for all of those too. Yeah, he was he was big in the 80s. He was really big really right big. around then, yeah.
0: yeah. He's also in uh, Someone to Watch Over Me with Mimi Rogers. That's a great movie too. Really good movie. Okay. Right. Wasn't she married to Tom Cruise? She was married to Tom Cruise, yeah. She
2: was, yeah. She's about
0: 20 years older than him. Yep. Yep. He's a weirdo. Yeah. He has his moments. There's no doubt.
1: Yeah, then we've got Charlie Sheen.
0: Talking of weirdos. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Pick get the best, <laughs> but, uh Same again, platoon. Well, he's in Red Dawn. What a run! What yeah.
0: a run he's on here.
1: Eighty four in in Red Dawn, then in Platoon, then Wall Street. Yeah. Then, what could we call it a cameo? Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Do we dare? That
0: that is a one hundred percent cameo.
2: Where was? No, where when was Ferris Bueller's Day Off?
0: Wasn't that eighty six? Eighty six. 80, so but, no, you got
2: no. So I disagree. You got your timings wrong. I think he, maybe. he was only. He was only in Lucas before Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and
1: therefore it wasn't a cameo. Well, he was, was in Red part. Dawn. He was in Red Dawn. Yeah, not a cameo. You
2: fucking so shit at cameo. It's, it was not a cameo.
1: I didn't. I didn't say it was a cameo. I asked you because you're the expert. You're a resident one expert. Of you,
2: one of you is shit. I don't care which one of you
1: takes it. <laughs> but yeah, then Young Guns, Major League, Hot Shots.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: been in tons of stuff. Yeah, then and, and, and then. And then, of course, Two and
0: a Half Men. and in tons of girls. Yeah. Have, he in made, tons of made heaps, stuff.
2: heaps of heaps. breaks from Two and a Half Men. Didn't heaps. It? Wasn't it like two oh, million bucks an yeah, episode or something ridiculous. Heaps.
0: More than that, I think. It was yeah. ridiculous the amount of money you made with that.
2: I, th- I reckon I've seen two episodes of that in my life, and it was just a one of those ridiculous canned laughter track. Yeah. I was never uh, a huge fan. I Col- never really nah. watched a lot of it.
0: Never Someone did, though. It. Obviously, oh, someone's sure.
2: watching a lot to pay that salary. But uh, yeah. no, Charlie Sheen. A mate of mine actually interviewed him after his infamous meltdown. And uh, yes, yeah, so he was literally as crazy as he came across. So uh, yeah. Yeah, Still winning. Good stuff. Still winning. Tiger Winning.
1: Blood. Did you know he was supposed to be in Born on the 4th of July?
0: Instead of Tom Cruise.
1: Yep. So, well, he was in it and he was talking to- uh, Obviously
0: directed by Oliver Stone. Oliver, Oliver Stone. directed him in Platoon.
1: Yeah. So he was in talks for that and then it got given to Tom Cruise and he found out through his brother. Emilio Estevez told him, which led to a massive falling out and I don't think they've really talked since. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And obviously a, Emilio a huge movie.
2: Emilio he got the last laugh though because he was in all the Mighty Ducks films.
1: Yeah. No, sorry. He, <laughs> so- Emilio told him he was out. It was, it was Oliver Stone he had the falling out with. Oh, yeah. sorry well, about that. Because Oliver Stone didn't put him in. Yeah, right. But around this time he had a lot on because he was, you know, Heavily involved in the Heidi Fleisch trials. Big time. (laughs) Testifying.
0: Yeah. Yeah, He was a busy man.
1: Oh,
3: he was a busy man. He was a busy man,
0: man, Charlie. Yeah. Lived a very good life. Who's next, Gal?
1: Wesley Snipes. This will be good. Well, he was in tons of movies around this time as well.
0: This is the early days, though.
1: Yeah, well, first movie, actually, 86. He was in Wildcats.
0: Yep. Okay. Football. But then that was then that a major... basketball movie?
2: Wildcats? No, Wildcats no, was a,
0: for the ball. Goldie Horn. Goldie, Goldie Horn. Horn was is becomes the coach of the the uh, football. Um, yeah, that's a Wildcats.
3: Wildcats. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's I remember the one. yeah. Yeah,
0: That's actually not a bad movie. I didn't mind that yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah.
1: I can't I can't remember a lot of it at the no. moment, but I do remember yeah. liking it. Yeah.
0: Was Goldie
2: Horn the original Manic Pixie Dream Girl?
0: I think she was. She was gorgeous. Yeah. She really was. In the, in the sixties and seventies. Yeah. Stunning. And the eighties, but then yeah, and, okay, uh, so,
1: married, sorry. of course, to our favorite Kurt yep. Russell.
0: Absolutely. Of course she gets a lot of love. She loves that bushy mustache.
1: So anyway, Wesley, so new Jack city, white men can't jump passenger 57, demolition, man, money train, the fan, us marshals, and then bl- the blade movies.
0: Yeah. Ends up starring in the expendables, expendables Two.
1: That's right. He was in Dolomite. Is my name recently? But another thing, he's actually a fifth belt degree in Shotokan Karate. Oh,
0: yeah. Who was his Shitoshi?
1: Oh, I don't know. But it's not. A, it's not a very good discipline. It's. It's definitely no Kyokushin. Yeah, I can Karate. Now we'll, no. we'll
0: we'll we'll probably get to this in Good, the Bad, the Ugly. But I'm going to throw this out there now and say Wesley Snipes is the worst acting sportsman on planet Earth. It could be. And we'll
2: oh, and au we'll contrary, yeah. I've got someone to beat it, but let's hear your point first.
0: I just think he just does not look like he can play anything. But we'll get to that in Good, the Bad, the Ugly. Keep going on the I, keep no, going I agree.
2: On the uh, but I'd, I'd like to throw someone else in there to compete against him. You guys know Dazed and Confused?
0: <laughs> yes.
2: Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all
0: right.
2: <laughs> anyway, the, the young bloke, Mitch, who uh, played the, young, uh, the, the, the younger brother who goes out on the night on the source with the guys in Dazed and Confused. But do you remember the baseball game, the little league game that they played? Yes, he he <laughs> t- he. Basically, they uh, Richard Lankladder when they asked asked him when he when he got the role. Oh, can you can you throw a baseball? He's like, Oh yeah, of
0: course, of I can course, throw a baseball,
2: no yeah. problem. He was an absolute just coward, could not do anything, and they had to replace the scenes. But if you see him actually go into his wind up to throw a baseball, it, it's way worse than even Wesley Snipes. So I think that. Your your statement is correct for adult actors, but for child actors, he was way 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 worse. You well,
0: know, you got a real what? hatred for child actors in general, Morgs. So I, well, do yeah, we hit? I, do just, we hit Wesley I'm now hard to please,
2: this? hard to please.
1: But uh, I, let's
2: yeah, sorry, come yeah. back. Let's come back. Let's come okay. back
0: to how bad Wesley is, and we'll yeah. get him in the categories. Who's next? In who's next in this amazing cast?
1: Dennis Haysbert, the president. Pre- president. That's that's where I first knew him from. Yeah. he was in absolute power. Navy SEALs did his best work in Twenty Four for me.
0: He's good in this movie. He's really good in this movie. He's a he's a highlight, Serrano.
1: Yeah, like him. Um, then we're up to Chelsea Ross, oh. who played Eddie Harris.
0: Okay, here's my question, and Morgs is going to ask. I know this is one of Morgs's favorite questions, but how old do you think Chelsea Ross is in this movie?
2: He's Hundred. He's got to be. He's got to be
0: fifty eight. He's forty seven
2: in oh. this movie. He looks <laughs> sixty.
0: He looks sixty. Now you guys are forty seven, and I am turning forty seven in four weeks, and we look. Way better than that guy, and that's saying something. Yeah,
1: he was really struggling.
0: Man, he's Will. He's another Wilford Brimley. Uh, see, the thing is, I used to laugh because I used to think it was just Wilford Brimley. But the more we do these movies, Wilfred Brimley had quite a few brothers who looked just as old <laughs> as Acting he did. Acting brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He's, wow. He, uh, I would not have picked that. Uh, yeah.
0: And we talk about how bad people look. He looked like morgues throwing the baseball at Australia's Wonderland. When he was pitching.
1: But, you know, it's funny. He was actually played well, baseball. Well, just, uh, no, just wind
2: it back a bit, girl. What the, the moment that our um, illustrious host has just alluded to was a, a speed gun test that Matthew and I took on at Australia's Wonderland, world's most terrible adventure park.
3: And uh, I, remember, I
2: remember who put more digits on the speed gun that day. That was before I blew out both shoulders. I could actually throw upright. So, uh, yeah, I may have looked funny, but, jeez, I could throw a baseball.
1: Mate, is that like the Tetris where you said you you blew it out, but it didn't actually happen? Because you've never thrown since then. I don't think. Like, I can't you, remember what he I, threw. I think I think you said that you threw your shoulder out the day, and you've never thrown since.
2: It was yeah. it was I was like wild thing. It was 101 miles an hour, and uh, I was <laughs> very good throwing things until I blew wasn't, out my shoulders on that half pipe at Apex. But uh, wasn't wasn't
1: 161 um, like Tetris at all? If you guys all remember
2: Game Boy, all right, I used to like playing Tetris and I got 166 lines one day and I haven't been able to come close to it again and these fuckwits have never believed me. But I'm saying God is my witness. I got – shout out to the Polynesian kids from Manly. I got 166 lines on Tetris.
0: Okay, mate. That's cool. It's all good. Sure. Okay, mate. Believe you. You It's all good. It's all good. Okay, keep going, Gil. Oh, no, yeah, no we'll we're just getting
1: honest. back to just getting back to Chelsea Ross. Yeah. I know he, he looked bad in the movie, but he actually was a really good sportsman and played baseball. In the 30s. Football and basketball. At school. No, he was really oh, he was yeah, apparently 30s. he was quite quite a good sportsman <laughs> through throughout that and was playing.
0: football. he had a good swig
2: on him. I, I could I could believe that.
1: Up your butt, Joe Boo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was <laughs> he was in quite a few sports movies too. Rudy, Hoosiers.
0: Yeah, he's, who's yeah, he's, the, he's a he's a villain game. in
2: Years, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I saw that recently. That's a that's a good, great movie.
0: movie. Great movie. Yeah. Gene Hackman.
2: That's he's- would that be? You know, I, I we're probably jumping the gun, but the the sexual tension in this movie wasn't particularly great. But in Years <laughs> oh,
0: oh my god, my god, it Barbara wasn't. Hershey. It
2: was. Oh my god, who yeah. chose that? Yeah. Gene Hackman doesn't exactly exude swordsman. When well, you see him on screen, and she what, was just diabolic.
0: Yeah, just just digressing for a second about Gene Hackman. What about the sexual tension in The Firm with Gene Triplehorn? Gene Hackman definitely isn't a sex symbol, and it is very difficult to fake sexual tension with him. Not unlike Corbin Burnson as Roger Dawn, the Lothario of Major League. He's really good in this movie. He's really good in this movie. I used to despise him. Actually, really enjoyed his character watching it again this time. For the
1: yeah, I time. actually did too. He's um, he's really good. He, yeah. Yeah. he he's got a great role in the movie. He plays it really well. Not not much as I mean, what was he in the Great White Hype, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, no,
3: uh, hasn't been in much since. I mean, a lot LA a lot of law. TV stuff. He's yeah. LA Lord. That's, that's, that's what he's known was. for.
1: And that's that's where he was starring. At there was that definitely time. a
2: dis- there was a, a, a very much a distinction between you're a TV actor or you're a movie actor back yeah. then. So definitely. there wasn't a lot of crossover at all. So. Definitely. It's it's good that he got a few parts up, But no, I, th- I thought he was good in this for sure.
0: Now, you have a tank, another plea. It's so good, I love it. Yeah, I love it. That's a good scene. Yeah, that's a great scene.
1: James Gammon, who for me it's, is one of the greats in this movie. Let's Lou let's Brown.
0: Not, let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. There's going to be a lot of Lou Brown later. on. I think we're on the same page. Excellent, here. excellent character.
1: Love it. But uh, yeah, lots of lots of shows. Yeah, yeah, Major League, Cold Mountain, Silver Bullet, was in the Waltons. Early on. Good night, Jim Bob. In the, in the mid-70s. Night, Mary Lou. Elizabeth. And he was in Wide Earp.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: And then Renee Russo.
0: Of course. How could we forget? The one female in the movie. Well, Pretty much. There's well, two. There's, there's two. two.
1: There's two. Yeah. There's two. Uh, but yeah, but this was right at the peak of her powers too, I guess. It was uh, her first
3: role, do you care? She, she was at in, the peak of her powers.
0: This. I think yeah. it was her first role. She was a Actually, model. You're right. You're she, right. Was model. Was. she was a model. She was a model. This was her first role. No, and
1: it was. And then she went into Lethal Weapon. In the line of fire, into outbreak, get shorty, tin cup. She was was in heavy stuff in the the mid 90s. Everywhere
0: in the 90s. Everywhere. Lethal Weapon 2, 3.
1: Lethal Weapon 3, 4.
0: Patsy Kensett's Lethal Weapon 2.
1: Really good in Outbreak. Uh, She was really good in Outbreak. Dustin
0: Dustin Hoffman's ex wife.
1: At the Thomas Crown Affair. Yeah, with Pierce. With Pierce Brosnan. Yep. And she was in Nightcrawler.
0: Oh, yeah, a, that's yeah, right. She plays movie. she plays the boss,
1: yeah? Yeah. She was actually going to be in Batman forever. She was cast as Dr. Chase Meridian, but then oh. Michael Keaton got replaced with, with Val. Yeah. yeah. And then they just went, well, I think Nicole, you're too
0: old. Nicole Kidman is terrible in that movie. It's well, a, it's not a great movie, to no. be honest.
1: Well, they replaced her because they thought she wouldn't be a too old love interest. Yeah. So they, Nicole Kidman got the role. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, I reckon that sort of rounds out the cast, Gare. Yeah. What do you reckon?
1: One more. Go there on. is one more. Go on. Bob Ucker. That's Harry Doyle. Yeah, he's a highlight. No, I know we'll get to him later, yeah, but he is uh, really good. He's a this. highlight. Yeah.
0: Well, he's actually the announcer, play-for-play play announcer for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so he does this for a living, and he just crushes it in this yeah, movie. Oh, he's
1: so good. He is so funny. And a lot good. of those lines that come
0: up with Ad Lib too. Yeah, no, he is excellent. Very, very good. Well done, gal. That was really well done. So let's talk a little bit. We talked a little bit about 1989 last week, so we probably don't need to go into too much detail about what we were doing. We were sort of mid teenagers and living our best life. Obviously, you know, traipsing through the bush down to Narrowbone Fitness Centre to play basketball, wearing stone and acid wash jeans. Morgs had bad hair. Anything to add for 89, Morgs?
2: I regret giving up baseball. I was shit hot at baseball up until under 13. I remember toweling up you, Wheeler Heights, absolute cohorts, at. at was it T ball or baseball we played back then? I don't know. It was one. Uh, of them. Would it, no, it was softball. softball. It was softball. I, I yeah.
0: remember. I remember playing you guys at Plateau Park. Still to this day, had nightmares. You were a yeah. bit of a super team, I must say. We were. Remember we were you guys really
1: used good. to used to. Tuck your your trackies into your socks and then pull the socks up. Yeah, that's yeah we had good uniform discipline.
2: World. Yeah, it was yeah. part of part of being a team. So no, I really baseball's it. baseball's an excellent game to play. I don't know about. I've been to a couple of games in the states. I think you guys have too. But it's it's not that good a game to watch. It's a bit
1: like cricket. Like it's fun to play. Oh, remember, remember Morgz, We went. Um, and this is one of Whitey's favorite topics. Is that? Oh yeah, what together. If, yeah, Yeah, where did we go, Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm glad. Look, I'm glad. I was waiting for to talk about your fucking travels. Continue. Go for it.
1: Well, all that time we're we'll traveling. We got to Seattle. You travel was it Seattle? Yeah, Seattle, Seattle. The Seattle what, what Mariners. Was it the Mariners. Mariners. Yeah. Uh, and we they they played the Kansas City yeah, but, Royals. Never but won but the play- Super
2: Bowl. Sorry, never won the 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 what do you call the one that's what's the big thing that baseball wins? Not Super Bowl. The world. Oh, when they claim their world champions. World, series world, world series, series. world series. series. That's world sorry, series. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. But do you remember? Yeah, that, we went to that.
1: That team we saw. They had Randy Johnson pitching. Is it yeah. Randy Johnson? Yeah. Randy Johnson, big unit. A Rod. A Rod A Rod hit a homer. Yeah. Ken Griffey yeah. Jr. hit a homer that night. Yeah. We were there. Yeah. It was all star. Yeah.
2: Oh, I remember at that be. at that game they had a had a little scam where you could uh, sign up for a credit card. And they gave you a free gift, and it was like a—I think it was a baseball phone or something like that. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm fucking into this." So <laughs> I turned up and I put on my best American accent, and uh, I filled in the form. And they said, "Oh, can you, can you, uh, can you give us your um, what's that? What's the number they all have over there? It's not their tax file number. It's." Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a number. Oh, they all, what's it called? A what's it called? Social security, oh, social, social security, security number. number. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can you just give me your social security number? It was this lovely chick. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Five, eight, nine, six, <laughs> three, seven, one, eight. And she goes, Oh, no problem. Could you just write it down here again? Uh, I was like, Five, <laughs> three, one, and she's like, "That's not it." She's like, oh, "I've just forgotten what it is." <laughs> and It was excruciatingly oh, embarrassing, and needless to say, I didn't get the baseball phone. But uh, yeah, it was good times at the game.
0: Yeah, look, I, I disagree. I love baseball. It, I'd probably watch more baseball than any sport now. I'm obviously, a Yankees fan because I f- cover all the favourites. So yeah, look, let's.
2: But- can you just tell just tell everyone who you go for in world sport? Yeah. so okay. the Yankees
1: right. so- in
0: baseball. So is Yankees in like baseball.
1: In, were, were the Yankees winning when you started going for them? Were they like top of
0: the table or anything? Well, it was in the mid 90s. So they'd won four and oh, up. They were so. on their way to winning three. in a Oh, right. So that's three, a three in a row. Right. Yeah, so, but it was before that that I started following them. The reason oh, I okay. follow the Yankees is because I did go to New York and go to a Yankees game. So that's why. My heart, My heart is blue. I bleed blue. So I go for the Yankees, I go for Manchester United. When did you start going for them? Well, I'll tell you a story. Well, he doesn't that. live
2: in Manchester, that's why you go no, for Manchester no. United. You know. I'll tell
0: you a story about that. I I got a I had a job where there was a soccer uh trivia pick the tipping comp and I didn't know anything about soccer. I just knew David Beckham and I said, Who's David Beckham play for? Well, they said Manchester United. I said, I'll go for them. I didn't realise that they were in the middle of the greatest dynasty of all time, and I just rode that wave, and, and still to, yeah. to this day. Of course well, you didn't. They're didn't not very they. good now. So, you know, it all comes around. I go for Manly, and they're shit house now. We don't even want to talk about them this week. Can't help that, but that's where I you can't, I, I can't help it that the teams that I uh, tend to support are successful. Who do you go for in the AFL? I don't. It's a shit sport. I don't watch it. We shall we, we'll never talk about it again. Cheer,
2: cheer, it. The
3: cheer,
0: the red <laughs> Sydney
2: Swans come on Swannies
0: are awesome shit sport anyway move on where are we we talked um, about 999. Right.
1: we're going back to the gross so yes. Major League debuted at number one in the US box office and with positive reviews grossed almost 50 million in the US and Canada and 25 million internationally for 75 million on a 9 million wow. dollar Almost nine million dollar budget, so considered a success. Absolutely. Now we went through the nineteen eighty nine movies last week. Batman at two hundred fifty one million, nowhere near that, but still considered very good and, and 50, an underrated comedy for its got time. over
0: fifty million dollars. That's that's yeah. would well, be considered a blockbuster in that time.
1: Nine million on seventy five. Yeah, yeah,
0: great, deserve
1: it. You don't want to go through the movies, so we went through that last yeah, week.
0: Yeah, we we sort of covered nineteen eighty nine last week. So we probably don't need to go through the movies, and we should probably just start to slide into the categories. What do you reckon, boys? Yeah, why not? So we'll start with obviously the good, the bad, the ugly, where we talk about things that we like about the movie, things we don't like about the movie, and things we think are just downright ugly about the movie. I'm going to start. The theme song, the start of this movie. Now, I'm putting it into good. It's not a great song, but I remember this because I saw this movie probably first with my dad. It was a video release. And he loved this movie, my dad, and he loved this song. This kind of music is right up the alley of what my dad loved. He loved a sports
1: movie. He loved Hoosiers too. He He did. But but he
0: loved a song like this. And he would just listen to this song on repeat. He'd just rewind the bloody video. And I'm like, dad, start the fucking movie. Right. He, He went on to big things, my dad, and listening to the Foxtel menu music was another big thing that he loved. Loved it. He'd just sit. I'd come and, come round to the house and he'd be watching the Foxtel menu. He even ordered the CD of the Foxtel menu music. So, and let's be honest here, that's fucked up, right? But I'll never forget every time I put this movie on. Let's not forget his Bangles fad too. He loved the Bangles. He loved the Bangles. He loved Eternal Flame. He loved it. And he loved dancing to Walk Like an Egyptian. (laughs) But I digress. The start of this movie is awesome. I'm hooked straight away. You know, you, straight away we're introduced to Rachel Phelps. And I would go so far as to say she's a way better bad guy than Wesley from last week. Way better bad guy. You get introduced to the grand scheme, what she's trying to do with the team. It then cuts to the diner where we're talking about what the team's going to be and the people saying their shit. Then it's back to her scheming. I think it's just great. You know exactly where we're at.
1: They set the scene straight yeah. away, yeah. and you know exactly what's, where it's going. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: I then love it's the, a good introduction. Yeah, I love the player roll up. I think yes. that's awesome. So yeah. we know everything we need to know about all the major players, and there's some of the best quotes in that sort of two or three minute montage. Yes, which is great. You know straight away, like this is this is early Snipes and you know straight away he's just he's another he's like John Claude. Camera loves him. He just beams on the, on, on, on the camera. Anyone else got something else to fill in here?
1: Well, my good was, and I went on this before, is, is James Gammon as Lou yeah. Brown. Yeah, Really love that character. I think yeah. he just nails it. He just, would I would think, and not knowing that much about baseball, but having been involved in a lot of sport, he comes across as that, that guy that will be a baseball manager in a lot of yeah. MLB teams or, or farm teams. Yeah. No nonsense, yeah. straight up and down guy. Yeah. But some, he's got some of the best lines in the movie. For sure.
0: In mine, I've got in capitals, Lou Brown, everything.
1: Yeah. He, he's amazing. And we'll hit some of his – I'm sure we'll hit yeah. some of his quotes later.
0: What about you, Morgz?
2: I just think the whole sort of the, the championship game, uh, it's, a, it's a big trope in a lot of sports movies, but in this one it's fantastic. When Charlie Sheen comes out the wild thing uh, at the, when he's, he replaces old balls to, uh, to, to, to pitch it out to win the game. Or to, uh, to drop them so that the boys can get back into bat. It's just a fantastic scene and it definitely gets you pumped up, even if you've seen this movie several times. It's uh, no, it's, a, it's a great part of the movie. And I think as far as the sports moments and, and the shooting of the sports scenes, which which can suck a little in a lot of movies, um, that it was really good. And, and that scene in particular
1: yeah. is, uh, was good. I did like the ending. I thought it was really good because it, it wraps up pretty quick, but you get everything out of yeah. it that you need. And I they filmed
0: they filmed that in front of a full stadium. Yeah. Like that was filmed in front of a full stadium, so that's real. What's going on there? So there was how many thousand people in
1: Heaps. there? But I did hear a story about who was it, it was Tom Berenger or Corbin Burns and one of them was sitting there looking at it. And 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 one of the guys who was in the cast, who was an ex ball player, said, "This happens 162 times a year, yeah. mate. Like yeah. this is what it's like." Because yeah. they were sitting there, the chills going, "Wow, yeah. this
0: is crazy." Yeah. No, it'd be incredible.
1: But I did like that. I did like. I love the Tom Berenger bit where he. Where he calls, where
0: he recalls the shot, calls in the, the entry shot, Stadium, yeah, and then yes. but then bunts it. Yeah, you know, and, and then oh, they've yes. gone through all
1: the. You know, so he he call, and he's already gone. You are already thinking he's going for that because yeah. he'd said it earlier in the yeah. movie. They'd set that up, and then he bunts it. You know, for the team. So yeah, yeah,
3: another I, I think, another I, Chekhov's
2: gun for you, film yeah. students out there, or fellow fuckwits. That's another uh, another Absolutely. Chekhov's gun trope. Another
0: there. another another trope. Look, I, I think, and and it was it really only occurred to me watching it this time. I think my favorite part of the movie is the dinner party scene where Tom Beringer f- stalks Rene Russo, comes up in the elevator and, and walks in to this unit and it's a dinner party. I think that is my favourite scene. You get yeah. everything. In it's the, so awkward. It is so awkward. The, the, the woman wants to sleep with him. It's obvious she's attracted to him. And just that back and forth between the boyfriend, Beringer, Russo, it's so fucking slick and so clever. You know, when they talk about, you know, I want to move to Hawaii, have a couple of kids, train them to be Olympic swimmers, you know, what, what event are they going to be? The 200 individual medley. What do you do? That was my, it was so yeah, fucking good. Which is the 200 IM and they're yeah. all just sitting there. And they're all just, just looking, really oh, fucking awkward. Yeah. And then the bit where they, the boyfriend's walking him out and he goes, you know, you know, don't talk to her again. And he goes, suck my dick. And just hops in the <laughs> elevator and goes down. That, that I think is my favorite part of the movie. So good. Sliding into the yeah, bad, not so. to
3: be
1: done just before it when he stalks her, yeah, back look, to her place.
0: Yeah, there's a cut. There's a couple, and then
1: walks into her apartment.
0: <laughs> yes, there's a couple in this woke age moments that don't fly.
1: That doesn't fly very
0: well. when yeah, you Yeah, the, the stalking it? is definitely not great. I got one last good, which is Bob Uecker. Everything that's again, what I had right. So, yeah. and then as we're sliding into the bad, um, yeah, and I've got Chelsea Ross straight off the bat. Again, forty-seven, look and looking sixty, and that's scary considering of the age that we are. I think it's time to talk about Wesley Snipes here. Yeah, his lack of sporting ability is right up there. It's obvious, and that and in listen to this, I'm going to steal it from there. But they had to film all his stuff in slow motion because he was that bad.
1: Even in slow motion, when he runs through the middle, you can tell
0: he looks like Sigourney Weaver. No, 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 that running race is right up there with Rocky three on the beach with a polo. <laughs> yeah. It is so obvious that those two guys have quit. And and the look on the guy's face with the mustache is like, whoa. Yeah. And it's and he's just running through the middle, mate. He looks like he's gonna trip over. His arms are going everywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not good form. No. So I, I heard in this that they they actually couldn't film any baseball scenes with him because he couldn't throw. He literally couldn't throw. His throwing arm was that bad. They had they had to not film any of that to take it all out he's
0: truly terrible
1: he could do the splits it's good for that good for sliding into base but that was about it
0: yeah what do you think Marv? what are your thoughts on Willie Mace Hayes Ah,
2: oh, it, it's just an abomination. I, th- I think Gao mentioned before Sigourney Weaver in Aliens. That's exactly what springs to mind. It's just all limbs yeah. going in opposite directions when he's trying to run. And uh, yeah, I, I did read that they couldn't they couldn't use any scenes of him throwing a ball because he was just atrocious. And even even when he he does get the hit and when he, he gets to first base on his um, his first at bat, and the guy goes, "You really smacked the shit out of that." It just
3: one.
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> it just looks terrible. So yeah, no, he was he was. Was really bad and definitely. I mean, I look back at white man. White man can't jump though, and he looks like he can play a bit of basketball. But apparently, he was he was he pretty was terrible bad there as well. He was yeah, terrible. So yeah. he's they cover that. He's well, a no, he's a noted poor athlete, despite the fact yes. that he he sort of stars as his jock in in most of his movies. Well, he's so, yeah, super been, fit, like yeah. beyond
0: yeah. fit.
1: And he's a fifth dan black yeah. belt. Yeah, Macrame. Yeah,
0: yeah. Anything else for bad? Morgs, you got anything for bad?
1: I haven't seen this for a while. This
0: movie, and it, it's
2: definitely a, a, a snapshot in time. There's probably a, a few ways that some of the, the characters that are depicted that I don't know. You wouldn't you wouldn't see it done that way today. There's um, there's certainly. Some, it, it, there's not a lot of African American characters in the movie, and and the way that say Serrano is depicted is is, is yeah. probably not something you'd see in 2022. But no, look overall, I think that it was. It, there's no mean spiritedness in in any of the depictions. It's just they're all used as as comedy as comedy Honest. moments, which uh, yeah, yeah definitely it's definitely frowned on <laughs> these days. But uh, well, I think, no, I, look, uh, I
0: think you're I think you're right though, because I think this is a really good snapshot of the time, and I think. We we can make the mistake of trying to think of today's uh, culture and the way we do stuff today, and, and compare it to when things were filmed twenty five years ago. Well, you have to put it in ago. the time capsule. You do, and I think you do. that's all you can do. I think it's too easy to go the what play the woke card, or or you know because it just doesn't work. You, you would hate everything. It's obviously it's creepy. He stalks her a bit, but at the time it was it was harmless. Like it, it was sort of harmless. It doesn't look great now, but no. I, there's no there's more, what you see is right. More because there's no malice, there's no mean nah. spirit in any of the stuff it's, they do.
2: But being the three of us being from the least repressed segment of humans <laughs> on Earth that's ever been, it, it's it's difficult for us to say, ah, oh, that's all right. It was just comedy but um, yeah look I, I my my takeaway was that there was certainly no mean spirit in this unit but uh it, it's just something you wouldn't see again but yeah, no that personally. was uh, again bad but still i think it served the movie at the time and uh i didn't get the feeling that they were beating up on minorities for sure
0: i have got nothing for ugly
2: no i've got no ugly we, we've touched on the bad bits
0: yeah I, and there's very little bad to be honest morg has got anything for ugly
2: no, nothing particularly uh, particularly savage no, I to say about it.
0: I don't think anything stands out as, as being worthy of ugly. Okay, so that was easy. So let's move into listen to this and we'll talk about some of the rumours and, and stuff about it. I've got a question. Start this off. Fairly certain that Lou Brown used to manage the Toledo Mudhens. Now, is, is. What a good name. Yeah, no, but hang on. Is that the same team that Klinger supported in MASH? I wow. think it fucking is. He was from Toledo. He was from. To, I'm pretty sure he mentions Toledo Mud Hens in Nash. I'd love to hear from anyone out there that can confirm or deny. I don't know how long the mud is going to confirm but... it. Does Alan Alder listen to this? <laughs> yes, he might. He might. I reckon he would. He, he's all over this kind of stuff. Harry Morgan. He's all... <laughs> oh, he's gone. <laughs> he's got to be gone. He's another Brimley.
2: Wow. Ah, right. oh, oh, yeah, that's amazing. Can. But oh, there's some. I don't know what. What's your favourite sporting team name though? I can't can't, can't go past of the. I, I like the Worilla gorillas.
3: Yeah, that's
0: yeah, good. That's pretty good. What about the Stadler Flames? What about the Stadler Flames?
2: Oh. Yeah, that was that was a juggernaut of of junior basketball back in the day. <laughs> I actually got worse at basketball as I grew older. That was quite amazing. So I started off pretty good and then just got shit. I don't know how it, how that works. Just I think I've got, pitching, I got. Hey? I think my inner my inner ear balance went, and I just could could do nothing but air balls.
0: Yeah, you weren't very good from the line. No.
2: We should have just moved on. I should have just thrown to the ref and gone to the base. Hang on a minute.
0: I, I, I am now, I have now gone, production team has gone into the research mode and has found a picture of Klinger in a Toledo Mudhens
2: wow. playing
0: jersey.
1: Nice work. How good is a, I pulled that a, one out of my yeah. ass. Well anyway, played. That's, why
0: I'm the, that's again, that's why I'm the host. The cast went through a baseball boot camp before they started. So, you know, that was a big thing back then, Platoon. Dale Dyer took the team, took the guys out into the bush and they went through their boot camp before Platoon. So they did a baseball boot camp before this movie. And it was run by a uh ex Dodgers catcher Steve Jaeger. Yeah, and, and he them... was he was in the movie yeah. or was yeah. yeah he was in the movie consultant he was in, and he was in some was, of the scenes. He was he? in the last he was in the yeah. last game bit. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Did did they stay in dorm rooms like they did in the camp <laughs> in major league?
0: Maybe. I I'm pretty sure they would have, wouldn't they? I think they would have. Did Wesley Snipes so. have to sleep outside? <laughs> might have. Yeah. yeah. You got anything? Anything else for this and to this? I've got a good one. Oh, I do. I'm sure you've got it.
1: Oh, I've got a, I've got a couple of things here. So when David Ward, who we didn't get to as the as the director and writer, yeah, but he asked Bob Uecker to play Harry Doyle in the film because Bob Uecker had been in a whole heap of Miller Light ads, apart from being the Milwaukee Braves guy for 33 years. Brewers. And he, oh, sorry, the Brewers. Yep. And he never had a contract with the Brewers. But oh. he was—he worked for them for thirty-three years. But anyway, he asked him because he didn't know—he didn't actually know he'd, he'd done that. He, he'd seen him in the middle of the light. and would said, "Oh, you'll be great in this movie." Well, that's funny. Yeah.
0: What about Charlie Sheen? So Charlie Sheen was quite a baseballer anyway. Yeah. And was a pitcher, and his fastball was about seventy-nine miles an hour. He took steroids for this movie, and got his fastball up to eighty-five miles an hour. Like that's. That's, That's a, a bit method, method shit, right That's there. That's method. Yeah. That's method, man. <laughs> That's that was the only thing he was shit. taking. Yeah. yeah. Well, he just he just threw it in the cocktail that he was taking anyway. It was just added it into the uh, into the needle. Yeah. He yeah. threw just, it into uh, the uh, whole. Yeah. Concoction. I'll take it in a
2: bag, thanks, Doc. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mate, um, speaking of Charlie Sheen, he was supposed to be in White Men Can't Jump, but really? he turned it down.
3: Yeah. Okay. So Billy Hoyle, as well.
0: Billy Hoyle. Yeah. Woody Harrelson's good in that.
2: He's very good. Very, I like him. How
0: an, how how annoying is Rosie Perez and White Men Can't Jump? Oh, oh man, God! The only other thing I had, I had surprise, surprise. They filmed all the Willie Mays Hay stuff in slow mo because it's yeah. fucking hopeless.
1: Well, actually, yeah. one thing, one thing I got there was that David Ward is the writer and and director. He's a lifelong Cleveland Indians fan, and yeah. and they were bad for years. And I don't know if you heard this, but his inspiration for for making this movie was that this is. The only way he'd see the Cleveland Indians win. That's funny. And he had to make it a comedy because yeah. you had to laugh about it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so we've mentioned, we've mentioned James Gammon, who's Lou Brown, the coach or the manager. Now, I was reading a thing from Charlie Sheen. He said that, that Lou Gammon was just an absolute piss head. He would just get hammered at night and turn up hung over his balls and just act away and just play the part. Charlie Sheen called him an absolute warlock on, on set. <laughs> an warlock. absolute <laughs> warlock. I thought that is so fucking cool. So apt. Yeah.
2: So He's got cool. a good turn of phrase, Charlie. He does.
0: He, he, he does. he does. He does. Morgues, you got anything else for listening to this? Oh, a couple of
2: things. Nothing major. I know I, I, one of my gripes, and I'll talk more about it in Film School for Fuckwits, but the whole subplot of the Jake trying to get back Rene Russo. Uh, apparently the film actually was going to end with their wedding, but the the writer director, Dave Wardy, came to his senses and realised that it was, yeah, that'd, that'd be a bit of a, a low ebb after oh, an amazing uh, win like that. So, yeah, I think that was a great call. But they, they filmed it and everything. There was a wedding that was meant to go in there. But, yeah, yeah non necessito. We do not need to see that. No,
3: nah,
0: no, nah, it's not. It's not. Well done. Well played, Wardy. Good call. What's up next? Quotables. This is uh, this could go for twenty five minutes and it won't. But I reckon but, we're going to start with Gao.
1: There's a lot. Harry, Wait, can, can I, I go first? Let me go
0: first. I want
2: to get. I just want to get two, and I'll let you do most of them. But there's two that I use. All the time to this day. One of them is one of my favorite quotes in movies. And it's just, you probably never noticed it if you've watched the the movie, but the three of us love it. It's when they're all pulling up to start pre season spring training. And the coaches are there. And they're they're, they're sitting there, and and Charlie Sheen turns up (laughs) and won't want the coach, the other coach, assistant coach says to Lou, the manager, Look at this fucking guy! And just the <laughs> way he delivers it, like Gail, I would hear that from Gao at least ten times a year. Like it is something that it's just grown on us, and we love. So that's the best. It's the, that's best, it's the best
0: line in the movie. I think any time
1: I've seen anyone with something weird on the street, yeah. and I've said it to one of you two guys. Yeah, say, yeah. look at this, tens
0: Ten's low. tens low morgues. Like I, would oh, yes. be... That I'd is be one of the best lines ever. Over and under a hundred a year. Yeah, to yeah. Look at this fucking
2: job. I don't know why. It's pretty. You know, it's not. It's not a huge part of the movie, but it's just stuck with this for that time. It, mate, I, I
0: right. laugh out loud every single time it's said. Every single it's, time. Yeah,
2: it's just strangely funny, and, and it's yeah. just stuck. So there's that, and then Lou at the end when Charlie Sheen's just throwing fastballs, and he goes, "Give him the heater." Yes. That, that's. Uh, I don't know what context we use that in, but it seems to pop up all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and then Harry Doyle when um when Wild Thing just throws an absolute wild pitch and he just goes just, just a bit a outside. outside. <laughs> so that was improvised. Yeah, they left. Oh wow, well, yeah, it's awesome. No, so sorry. No, I just wanted to get my three
1: in, but yeah, no, no, yeah no, 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 they're, they're, oh, And they're the be- they're the ones you got to leave with because they're the best. Yeah, they are the best.
0: You got what? Do you got? There? I got I
1: got one more Harry Doyle one. Go for it. When they're sitting, when they're sitting, it's towards the end of the movie. I can't remember the scene, but he's sitting there with Monty, who's his offside, and he's like. Monty, anything to add? And he just uh no. Well, he's not known as the best color man in the league for nothing,
2: folks. <laughs> I only picked up on that this viewing, and I was pissing myself.
0: It's wow. great. Mate, I've got a few, actually. And, he, and it's when Wild Thing is, first time he's pitching, and Lou and the coaches, look at this fucking guy, are standing either side of, the, of Tom Beringer, and he's catching. And he throws that wild pitch past their head. And and uh, Lou Brown and the Lou Brown goes nice velocity and the assistant coach goes sounded like it, <laughs> <laughs> so freaking good. And then when and after the first must be the first day and Chelsea Ross has got his shirt off and he's got all the shit all over yeah. his body and he's telling what is. He's got lube everywhere and then Ricky Vaughn, you put snut on the ball. <laughs>
2: Charlie Sheen is excellent in this movie. He's, he's, very, just, good. he's, he's, very, he's good. very good. He's very good. He's very good. But I good. but I
0: have a funny story about one of the quotes. It's one of my favorite things in the movie. Now, we'll talk about ball four. Ball eight. And it's it's just like a Ricky Vaughan has just loaded the bases on 12 street pitches. But I was watching a baseball game about five years ago. I was watching the Yankees play. And I the commentator, they he called ball four. And then he was calling, and the guy walked him on four straight pitches. Then the pitcher threw four straight balls again, and he goes, Ball eight, and I just fucking lost it, <laughs> right? I was like, that is the best thing I've ever heard. It was it was awesome. It was so funny. It was so funny. And there's other ones, you know. Are you trying to see that Jesus Christ can hit a curveball? Oh,
1: well, we haven't even hit, hit the Pedro Serrano ones, nah. like, Fuck you, Jabu. Yeah, oh, I do it myself. Yeah. Which that's, must that's get said yeah. hundreds of times a year. Yeah. Yeah. I like the one when they're arriving at spring training and Tom Berenger turns up and Lou Brown goes, you know, Who is he? He was an all star in Boston, wasn't he? Yeah, wound up in the Mexican league, had problems with his knees. And the other coach goes, Wish we had him two years ago. We did. We did. Yeah. Four years ago then.
0: Yeah. 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 I like, Well, you may run like me, but you hit like shit. <laughs>
1: how good how good is it when dawn brings up his contract to him he goes it says in my contract i don't have to do any extra calisthenics yeah. he just pisses just on, pisses the, on just throws the ground and pisses just on the, the look on
0: dawn's face is freaking hilarious <laughs> yeah. mate there are there are a hundred quotes in this movie at least a hundred are quotes oh. you know we wear caps and sleeves at this level son lou brown every time lou brown opens his mouth Morgs used it last week about the white walls. I got to go on the line, line with, a, with a set of white walls. Every time Lou Brown talks, it's just absolute gold.
1: What about when he blows up and he walks out into the change room and he's naked? He said, like, "I'm too old to go running and looking for towels.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: I can handle it if you can." <laughs>
0: yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's very freaking good. Got anything else, Gal? Worthy?
1: Oh, there's tons. No, let's let's move on.
0: Okay, yeah. No, we have got a, there's so many quotes. It's so good. So let's move into, and everyone's been waiting for this, film school for fuckwits. Yes,
2: fellow fuckwits. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, this week I thought I'd, I'd take a look at how we that we could make... Uh, making sports movies more realistic so we're all hypercritical of of sports movies for their unrealistic portrayal of the sports in the movie so it's it wouldn't be a stretch to say that g-man hates the karate kid because he can't cop daniel Larusso's poor karate skills that'd be fair g-man
1: yes terrible yeah yeah (laughs) terrible form it's not the way i was taught
2: no, they're completely not the way you were taught. We all laugh at North Shore and Blue Crush and all those comical surfing sequences where surfers take off and change stance mid-wave. Like They take off natural and come out of the barrel on a different wave goofy, so... It's definitely um, and, and I personally can't cop the soccer sequences in the two thousand and six seminal soccer sports masterpiece. She's the man with a mind of Amanda, Amanda Barnes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, when she was off the bags long enough to play a chick disguising herself as a brother to play soccer in an elite school, but you're just terrible. Like no no real understanding of the sport and uh, we all know there's no way the cheerleading federation would allow a coach to sell the same routine to multiple schools and duke Kirsten Dunst and Eliza Dushku in bring it on. Like it's just it's not realistic. OK, so I mean, but there, surely there there is a way around that. If uh, And I think the way that is around it is if uh, you have someone who knows about the sport they're writing about intimately also writing the screenplay. And uh, funnily enough, there's a bloke who also grew up around us on the northern beaches of Sydney who went on to become what the kid call, kids call these days a slashy. And uh, that's a bit of a jack-of-all-trades. And if you're into rugby league, you probably know Matt Nable for his work on the Matty John Show and lots of work with Fox Sports and their league coverage. But he also played rugby league for Manly, R.O.P., and Souths back in the day. But it, it, it seems he also had a creative itch that he needed to scratch. And he took a pun on himself as a writer and a screenwriter as well as an actor, So this is a, which is unusual, obviously. that don't normally mix... Um, a top sportsman and writer, but he had a great mentor through his association with the Manly Football Club in Thomas Keneally, who's uh, just a, an incredible Aussie author and acclaimed Aussie author. And, and old Tommy boy encouraged him to turn one an incomplete novel that he was working on into a film, and it was called The Final Winter. Have you guys seen
1: it?
0: Yeah, I have seen it. It actually came out when I had the video shop. Mm. Yeah, yeah it's, it's about Newtown Jets. It's a good movie. It's a Jets.
2: really good movie, and what's, what's yeah, even more yeah. cool about it is it was independently financed by Matt Nabel and his mate. I don't know Matt. He grew up, He's a few years older than us, and he grew up in the hood around near us. But but they they financed it with 1.6 million bucks that they sourced themselves, and Matt wrote it, and he had he had some mates on that directed it and produced it and stuff. So it's a really great film. It, you can actually watch it on YouTube. It's on there at the moment. But it and it avoids many of the film tropes that you normally. You would see in sports movies as well. It's more about the character, it's less about the rugby league sequences for sure and, and Matt Dable stars in the film and Matty John's has got a role in it and he's really good. He's He, he plays the coach and he does well. He's the coach, answers, yeah. the coach, yeah. yeah. Lots of recognisable Aussie act, uh, actors in it. Anyway, I'm rambling a bit now but I've got three points to make. Point So, point one is it's better to be an expert in the sport you're writing about so the fucks with, fuckwits like us don't pick holes in your film when you make it. So <laughs> Tick there for um, for Matty Nable. And point two, if you do write a sports film, you need to know your audience. And this is a major problem I had with Major League you don't have to feel the need to include subplots like the Jake Taylor and Rene Russo's love story to broaden your audience because it's only going to be fuckwits like us who are going to watch the sports movie anyway. So we don't care about their love story. We just want to see all the cool sports sequences and the the underdogs done good. So I'll go and watch brooding Irish teens talking about their feelings on normal people if I don't want to watch a sports movie with that uh, with Sam, but uh, I think Old Mate on it plays rugby or hurling from memory or something, but I wasn't really watching because it, it was shit. But anyway, that number three for all you guys still doing it tough in the hood on the northern beaches, you know, from the main streets, you can take comfort that someone like Mac Nabel managed to get himself out of the streets and forge a career as a writer. and he's also in a lot of Hollywood films and. Um, all of you guys living in Cromer and Narrabeen, Monavale, Newport, you know, the Badlands. I just wanna say it's never too late to make something yourself and bash out that film script and head down to the pub and take the hat around and, and, and grab one point six million dollars and make a make a film with your mates. So
0: And what I like what I like about you, Morgs, is you, you, you sort of you eat your own dog food because you talk about being an expert in the field that you write about and you know, your your script about uh, you know, racial and cultural differences within within cricket, you can, you've got a lot to do with that because you're quite a handy cricketer yourself. Oh, mate, you could,
1: you could roll the yeah, arm was, over. You could roll the arm over for sure. I was really good at
2: cricket and I, I, I have this recurring dream where my mind is really powerful. So I can have this dream and wake up in the morning and swear blind that I actually represented Australia in one-day cricket and mm. saw myself on the scoreboard under Dean Jones's name, Dan Morgan, Playing and, and literally walk around for the first few hours of the day going, fuck, I don't remember a lot about that, but apparently I played cricket for Australia. So, I mean, that's, I'm either very, very strong minded or very, very weak minded. Yeah. So, I, I, not look, quite sure which it is. What but, would you like to be? Yeah, I, t- I don't need your opinion yeah. on that particular.
3: Statement, but <laughs> well,
2: yeah, I, I, so like Matt Nable, I I do. I come from a, a point where I know a lot about these these sports from being a very talented sportsman up until age twelve. So I. I I could, could do what Matt Nabel did, but have chosen to stay in pre 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 production for, for for a lot of my projects. But yeah, anyway, it's um it, it, those were the points that I've forgotten them already what they were, but that's what I wanted to make, and that's film school for fuckwits. Well, well done, nice Dan. Nice Well solid. done,
0: Dan. I, I couldn't even attempt to try and pick holes in that one. That was actually quite interesting to listen to. But we're getting closer to the main event, and we're going to move into needle drop here. And this is a this is really Randy Newman's film. There's not a lot to talk about in Needle Drop, but Morgs, you got anything you want to touch on in Needle Drop? This is your domain, being the musician. Uh, it
2: wasn't. I, uh, the, when I was thinking about this film, I actually got to thinking about The Naked Gun. <laughs> and uh, I love LA. That's all. And The Naked Gun has nothing to do with sports except the Enrico Palazzo, the, the baseball scene at the end. So you wouldn't call it a sports movie, but I thought that was a really cool move, Needle Drop in that movie.
0: Yeah, no, I, there were some cool songs in it, but yeah, not a hell of a lot to write home about. The Randy Newman songs are cool, but they're you know Wild Things in there. Yeah, Wild Thing, that's a good that's one. It. That, yeah, that's really it. It's
2: Wild Things are good, yeah, Needle yeah. Drop, really good. Now, isn't there some baseballer that, that stole that and he uses it as his yeah. coming on the ground? A, a guy named Mitch Williams. A, a guy like named Mitch love,
1: Williams but... apparently did it afterwards. Changed his number to ninety nine. Oh god. Came out to Wild Thing, did the whole thing. Don't yeah. know if he wore the glasses as well, but yeah, probably did.
2: That's a bit sad.
1: Williams.
3: That's
0: what we've we'll been for. Let's go. We're, and I'll tell you what, after last week's Stan Bush kick ass credit song, Gow's Epic. It it reminded me of a meatloaf orchestral drama. Fuck it, Fuck it I, I t- went on. There was a lot of a lot of yeah. key changes. I I thought we I
2: think that the whole premise is we do one verse and one chorus. It was it was absolutely brilliant, but it went for three well, fucking minutes. You know,
1: there was a high bar set the first week, Morgs, a really high bar. Then why did back it up? Then it, it dropped.
0: Up, went, nah, it dropped. Don't it want to pay for pussy.
1: And I was like, where do I go from this? <laughs> then, so then I had something in the bag and then we got delayed on our recording. Yes. And things just kept coming to me. You They can't, just kept coming to me and I had to keep adding them in.
0: You can't stem the creative juices. When they start oh, to flow, you've got to let them out. You've got to let them flow.
1: I told you guys at the start that it started like you've got the touch and it went nowhere near it. And that's exactly what it did. I,
0: a, a comment was made. To me today, that he started the song, started a set of lights, and it was still going four sets of lights later. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I loved it. I've I, it's actually <laughs> been in my head all week. It's catchy.
1: Yeah. So yes, we're going to pair it back. I'll pair it back next. Don't
0: time. pair it. Don't gout. Don't dumb yourself down. Do not no, dumb yourself no, down. I do not want things. you to do dumb not yourself down. The thing. So Morgs, what have we got this week for Major League? Tell us.
2: Well. The truth is I couldn't be fucked doing one for Major League, so I did one for Commando (laughs) instead. So it's called Ich trage Schwarze Speedos, which is I wear black Speedos. So here we go. All right, go for it. This is my moment, but it's not about my glory. Alyssa Milano got kidnapped, so shit's going to get gory. I've been doing lots of bench press. I'm a bag of coconuts. Valverde cunts are going to get it. Although the plot is all over the shop. So I'm not going to Valverde. It's some other place, not quite sure. Lucky Don chung is a pilot. And Sally drives a Kleiner Schwanz Porsche. I'll save my best for Bennett's chest. His chain mail ain't so tough. Throw away that chicken shit gun. Let's party. Est is Zeit zu rocken. Ich trage schwarze Speedos! Rowan bolts with a shitload of guns. Ich trage schwarze Speedos! Looking all Euro with my flat top. I married a Kennedy! But back at home, my cleaner got knocked up. I was wearing the black Speedos! I put them on when it's time to fuck shit up. Yeah, it trage schwarze oh, Speedos.
0: fucking hell.
3: Oh, no, no,
2: no. I was just talking. I did one for Major League too. So I just I just want to make them a bit snappy. So it's a, anyway, here's the, here's the real one. That was just because I, I was a bit bored this week and I'd like to commend that one. But this one's about Major League and it's called Stealing Bases, Thieving and Hearts. And it goes a little like this. Yeah, Stealing Bases, Thieving Hearts. Here it goes. Charlie Sheen is back on the backs again. He's a wild thing out on the roids. James Gammon is showing up hung as boils. The (laughs) '80s was sick, not a toil. Tom Berenger is sick of stonking group A's. He's decided to sheath that sword. Corbin Bernstein's wife is a 15 out of 10. And Serrano worships voodoo, not the Lord. Cause we're stealing bases and thieving hearts. Some badges of that the curveball makes the slider slide far. We're throwing heaters. That speed gun's too low. Wesley snaps his crap at baseball. That's why you never see him throw. No, he's fucking terrible. Yeah, stealing bases, thieving hearts. Oh.
0: Well done. well Excellent done. work, Morgz. Excellent work. Fucking hell. What have we created here? What have we created here? Well done, Daniel. Well done. A double, a double shot in the kick-ass credit. Well done. Well played. Well played. Top songs, morgues. All right. Well, let's move into star of the show. I think this is pretty easy for me. Let's start with you, Noosa. Star of the show,
2: Charlie Sheen. There's not so much for his on-screen time, which was good and I enjoy, but. Just Charlie Sheen at the peak of his powers. Fly, apparently, he was flying in birds during filming uh, to, to, onto the set and just living at large with Lou, the manager, each night on the piss and uh, on the roids. It takes steroids to still look like a four-foot-eight midget pitcher. Like, it's uh, amazing just to get up his his fastball. Charlie Sheen, I dip my lid to you. Well done, sir.
0: Yeah, good one. Good one, Gal.
1: Well, we've been through it. I really like Lou Brown, and I know you do too, Whitey. Really liked him in it, and it's it's a tough one with him and and Harry Doyle, Bob Uecker. I really like Tom Berenger in this as well. I thought his ro- well, I thought his acting was really good. Not sure about the character, but um, I'm going to go with Lou Brown.
0: Yeah, good good choice, Gow. Yeah, look, I'm going with Lou Brown as well. Every time he opens his mouth, I'm fucking all ears. He's my star of the show. You could have picked three or four. Charlie Sheen is amazing but I'm going with Lou Brown. He's he's yeah. the best. He's so freaking I couldn't imagine anyone else in that in that role. Yeah, he's it, he crushes it. Yeah, he crushes it. No, okay. So, final thoughts. Major League is a movie. Look, this is one of the rare ones where I still love this movie as much as I did the first day that I saw it. I have no worries at all revisiting this regularly. This is a more than once a year watch for me. This isn't one of the movies that I can just go to when I just want to have something on in the background or i got, I can't think of anything else to watch. I can very easily put this on and, and enjoy it every single time. It's an easy watch.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. it's got some funny moments, some stuff that still makes you laugh. Yeah. It's, it's just a, a nice. yeah, right. You can have it on in the background. And,
0: and it's another movie that's perfectly, it's a perfect length. Yeah. Like it's that around that hundred minutes, it's very easy. There's not a, if you take d- the Rene it doesn't yeah. drag, even though the Rene Russo stuff is a bit, you know, how are you going? The movie doesn't drag because of it. It's just, it's great. It's, I love this movie. It's a it's quality. Morgs, what do you reckon?
2: Yeah, a, a easy watch. Um, I, I don't rave about it as much as you, Whitey. I know you, this is one of a, a, a good go-to for you, as you said, when when there's not much on. I enjoyed it. I don't think I'll rush back to seeing it, but yeah, it didn't,
1: didn't disappoint in the watch. Yeah. What about you, Gail? I wouldn't rush back to watch it but I'd certainly watch if it's on. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well you and guys
0: you guys suck.
1: Quite. I quite enjoy it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Okay. Well I think we all again we do we all enjoy it. Let's get to the ratings. What are we what are we rating it? Well, what look, are what are we giving it? Look, I think I I've got four things here. Heaters. White walls. Pissed on contracts or jaboos. Which one's it gonna Ooh, be? Piss, three of them are losing. Piston pissed,
2: pissed on contracts or jaboos for me. What you, you guys pick?
0: Yeah. yeah. I like pissed on contracts.
1: Let's do that then. Righto.
0: Okay, so we're gonna rate it. Today we're rating major league. How many pissed on contracts are you giving major league Gao?
1: Three and a half pissed on
2: contracts.
0: Nice. Good 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 score. Morgs, what about you?
2: Yeah, three point two five for me.
0: Oh, you're a fuckwit, Daniel. You've done that on purpose. Exactly. Of course you he did. He's done that on purpose. Okay. I am giving Major League 4 Piston contracts. And Gao's adding up this time.
1: No, no, no. no. We're, we're waiting for you. Gao was adding up this I'm time. Just, I just put it in because I want to know what you come up with. Well, no, just
0: do it off the top of your head. What, what was it? 3.5 plus and 3. 4 3. 7.5. Yeah, plus 3.25. So 7.5 plus 10.75. So is it 3.75? No. No, it's not. Kind of, no. <laughs> Oh, I don't know what it is then. Gow's, Gow's looking at me like I'm a fucking idiot and he's done it on his calculator. 10.75. Is it 10.75, we say? Yes. This is riveting fucking podcasting, isn't it? 3.5.8. Three 3.58. Okay, so 3.58 pissed on contracts. And where is that going to put it in the big scheme of things, Gow?
1: Oh, sorry, 3.58. Wow. Well, it's above Tombstone. We're one above Tombstone and we're right below Commando. So we're into into sixth spot here. Yeah. So Commando at 3.94 elaborate European flat tops and Tombstone at 3.5 huckleberries. Yeah. So it sits here six in spot. the middle. In the middle, right in the middle.
0: Yeah. So it's in six spot. Which so is it's, it's fair. Yeah. That's yeah, fair I enough. That's fair. I, don't, I, I think that the movies above it are probably better than it. Although insane that, uh, no, no, no. No, I agree. The Is it better than
1: top... Tombstone? I mean, it's pretty. I mean, they're pretty close. Oh, I, think, I think. Very
0: I think it's a more watchable movie than Tombstone. Look, the, the ratings speak for themselves.
1: You know Kurtz in Tombstone, though.
0: I do know Kurtz in <laughs> Tombstone. So. All right. So, what are we watching? What are we watching this week, Gal?
1: Yeah? Uh, I've been watching Terminal List. Now I know that you've got through it. I'm yeah. into what episode. I'm into episode six. I yeah. think it's good. It's uh, the first couple of episodes. I wasn't sure about it. Sort of took a turn. But, yeah, I'm right into it now. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, it's good. It's very good. It's yeah. very good. Morgues, what are you watching? I'm watching
2: Below Deck on Netflix about a, uh, <laughs> a crew in the British Virgin Islands. It's really, really good.
0: Below Deck uh, Mediterranean? Morgan. No, not Mediterranean.
2: They're in the, in the BVIs. No. Oh, Daniel
0: Morgan. What are you doing? Uh, I'll tell you what I watched this week. I watched The Grey Man on Netflix. Russo brothers from Avengers fame and Ryan Gosling and uh, Chris Evans, starring an action thriller. It's it's actually a really good movie, and I, we okay. actually might we actually might cover it on Born to Watch as a as a new release because it's on Netflix. It's available to everyone, and if these two guys could take the time to watch it, it might be one we could cover because it's it's pretty good. I might I get I, I might get covered okay. that week. <laughs> You're such a fuckwit. Okay, so that's it for another episode of Born to Watch. Hold oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, it's been another great show. We've re- I've really enjoyed chatting about Major League with you two peanuts. Uh, next week, I've got a movie.
1: Uh, oh, you're going big, aren't you? You're going to yeah. go big. I've got, my a movie. Choice again? I've got a
0: movie. No, no, no. Fuck you, Morgs. Fuck you. It's my choice. We're going to Detroit. Oh, really? And then we're going to Beverly Hills.
2: Oh, Oh, good choice. Good
0: choice. (laughs) With a lemon
1: twist.
0: (laughs) So next week's episode of Border Watch is going to be Beverly Hills Cop and we're going to go back to Eddie for the second time. We are digging in the same well a little bit at the moment and we will branch out, but it's very difficult because Beverly Hills Cop is going to be fun
1: cracker of a movie yeah, this a is one movie. of my favourites when I was a kid yeah. I, I've never laughed so hard Yeah, no. this is worries. Eddie
0: this is Eddie just announcing himself to the world and going I'm here you're
1: not going to fall for the banana and the tailpipe
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh... okay so until next week when we uh, see you on the line again it's bye from me
1: see you see you next week i trage be Speedo's. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends.